Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and it is a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 129 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we're getting ready to wrap up our discussion on the dreaded replay. And I've got one more area that I'd like to talk with you about. So please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with Stopping the Replay, Part 3, The Reaction. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, BCU family. So we're going to get into our lesson for today. Before I do that, let's do a quick synopsis of what we've talked about over the past two podcasts. So we are talking about the quote unquote dreaded replay. And this is when we uh, rehearse a conversation that did not go well in our minds um, over and over again. So in part one of our series, we talked about those conversations and when we are left with hurt feelings or unresolved issues, we will continue once again to just play that conversation. If not in our minds, we play it to other people. Now the root of that replay is a lack of forgiveness and that's important and it's a necessity in a Christian's life. And you'll have to see Matthew chapter 18 for the biblical backup of that, that we need to learn to forgive. Uh, Even if the person has done something very egregious to us, that's going to help us to stop the replay. And when we forgive, we have to forgive from the heart. The last time we were together, we took a look at forgiveness once again, but in the way of forgiving ourselves. Uh, Many times, We are the person that has done the offending. And when we realize that we were wrong, um, we apologize, of course, and make any restitution that we can in terms of, you know, trying to fix it with whatever we can or however we can do that. Uh, Very often what can happen is that the enemy can come in and start to uh, 
accuse you or beat you up about doing what you did in the first place. And that's where the replay comes in. And that paralyzes us in what God has for us to do as well. So this is not what God wants us to dwell on. So we talked about that last time. And today, what we're going to do is talk about what happens when the person doesn't react in the way that we wanted them to. That can also cause the replay in our hearts and minds. So let's take a look at the reaction and what we can do with God's help to eliminate the replay when the person does not react in the way that we would want them to. So in talking to the Lord about our content, thinking back over some past conversations that I have had down through the years, and even in talking with other people about confrontation, conflict, and reactions, pretty basically, uh, there are three reasons why it is that we replay the reactions of someone uh, in our hearts and minds. And sometimes we, we rehearse it even with other people. So the three reasons that I'm going to give you are not in any particular order. So very random, yet very telling. Reason number one is the actual reaction of the individual. Reason number two is the anticipated reaction of the individual. And reason number three is the inaction of the individual. Now we're going to dig a little deeper into all three of these reasons. I'll have to say to you now, BCU family, that replays around these three things are rooted in pride, fear, and a lack of trust in God's word and direction. So let's take a look at these three areas so that we can overcome the replay in our minds around them. First up is the actual reaction. So think about a conversation that you needed to have with someone that was uh, a tough conversation, uh, something that you had to confront them on, something difficult, something sticky. Um, you've gotten your time together and you sit down with the person. And as you are presenting your case, your expectation is that the person is going to receive what it is that you said in love. Instead, that individual gets hostile, defensive, or angry, or perhaps they start to tune you out, they start to shut down, or maybe they will be more on the passive side with this patronizing, yep, you're right, or whatever you say. Maybe that's their reaction. And those are typical fight or flight reactions. So the conversation has completely gone sideways. And once you get out of there and into a quiet place where you can think, you start to replay that conversation or the reaction to your conversation over and over in your head. And if you're not doing this in your head, you might also be doing this with other people. Now, sometimes we do this replay over and over again because we want to understand 
where we went wrong. Note that I said sometimes, many times what we're doing is we're rehearsing it in our minds, their reaction, uh, because we want to rehearse how unfair it is that the other party reacted to you and the way that they did. And we do this to soothe our wounded feelings, to get sympathy from those who are listening, and even sympathy from God. Yeah, I know. When you think about it, it's overwhelming. It's like, really? And it's absolutely, positively true. And because we are taken aback or disappointed um, by how the person has reacted, um, sometimes we start to get angry. So the, the sympathy or empathy that we're looking for, depending on how we replay this in our minds and what our reactions are, this is where unforgiveness or lack of forgiveness creeps in. This is where the roots of bitterness start. This is where uh, seeds of discord are sown. And this is where the pride comes in, BCU family, uh, where we need to think about what it is that, that how we're reacting and how we can take this to the Lord to deal with it properly. Because if we start to, when we're replaying like this, we are really in our flesh at this point. And we're not thinking in a, a way spiritually to take this to the Lord and to leave it there. If, if we really want to get to the root of it, if we really want to deal with the reaction the proper way, we're going to take this to the Lord and ask him where we went wrong. We don't have to replay it in our own minds. Again, see where that, that pride is there, where we're trying to take care of it on our own. We can go straight to the Lord and say, Lord, now I went to this particular person to take care of this. What did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong? And the Lord, because he loves us and because he wants us to come to him with all of our problems, will let you know in no uncertain terms. So with that, BCU family, what we want to think about is when we, we are planning out a conversation that we need to have with someone is we want to be sure in order to avoid some of that reaction, is to pray. We want to pray about the situation. We want to ask God for the proper time and place for it to happen so that God is still yet glorified and he's there. So in our prayer, before we even ask God for a time or a place, let me back up a little bit. Let's ask the Lord, should we even go to the person about the the offense or maybe the perceived offense. And I say that because Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 11, lets us to know that the discretion of a man defers his anger and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Now, what that means, BCU family, is that there are some things that we just don't even know need to go and confront someone on. If the Lord has put into your heart that you just need to deal with it one-on-one -on -one with God, then do that, do that, and don't even go to the person about it. This is why having a prayer life, cultivating a prayer life and listening and yielding to God's voice is so important because if we go to them in our flesh, 
we're, go we're gonna get the reaction that of the you know fight or flight and that's not what we're looking for when we go to confront somebody we want to go at, with the the hopes of um and and within faith actually to reconcile and to tell the person how the offense affected you you know we're not looking for a fight we're not looking for a flight so we want to be sure that we're talking to the lord about this and that we're very certain that the lord wants us to go to the person in the first place and if he does that he provides the atmosphere, the time and the place for it to get done. The next thing that we want to make sure that we do as we're having a conversation with the person is to be sure that the conversation is centered around the offense and not about the person. Very often when we go to confront someone, we go to attack their character. Uh, we go to attack their motives. We speak for what, well, I think you were doing this or I know you were doing this. And, and we start to attack the person rather than going to solve the problem. And that can cause, obviously, a negative reaction. So we want to be sure that we stay on what the issue is and how it affected you. And the third thing, and, and this is probably the most important thing is, Prior to going to the individual, be sure that you have forgiven them from your heart. And again, that ties back to Matthew chapter 18. And in the parable of the unforgiving servant, uh, the Lord was trying to express that, you know, the unforgiving servant was, was forgiven for such a huge debt, yet he went out to get after his friend that owed him such a small amount of money. And that parallels because there are so many things that we do, whether it's the sin of omission or commission, where we commit a sin or whether we omit to do something that God says, we do this on a regular basis. And I don't mean practicing sin. I mean that sometimes we overlook things or don't do things the right way. Um, and God freely forgives us when we ask and we are to freely forgive others. Um, right before we even confront them, we need to forgive them so that, you know, even if we've done everything that we were supposed to, you know, praying and asking the Lord about it, the time and the place and uh, being sure that we attack the problem rather than the person, even if we've done everything, we have forgiven that person so that we don't have to replay anymore. We did what we were supposed to do according to what God said, and we can go on with a clear conscience, clear conscience and a clear spirit knowing that we did exactly what God would want us to do and that if they did not receive what we said, that is something that they're going to have to deal with God, on, God with on their own. Amen. So let's get to point number two, the anticipated response. And this is the land of what ifs. Uh, has anybody besides me, uh, you're getting ready to have a conversation and you are thinking through all of the possible scenarios that can happen. What if this happens? I'll say this. Well, if they do this, I'll say this. What if they don't receive what I'm saying? What if they get angry? What if they walk away? What if I miss a point? What if they decide that they don't want to be my friend anymore? And we can go on and on and build this up in our heads so much that now fear starts to creep in. And earlier we said that these points are rooted in pride, fear, 
and lack of trust in God's word and plan. And this would be the latter, uh, lack and trust, lack of trust in God's word and his plan, and also in fear, because God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, there's also a scripture around anxiety because um, all of this what ifing produces anxiousness. And Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 will take care of that BCU family. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, have a good report. If there's virtue or praise, these are the things that we want to meditate on and not on the what ifs. If we trust God and take him at his word that he is going to bless the conversation, then we need to rest on that and know that he is going to take care of us in that conversation without us having to try to walk, work on it on our own and work through every scenario. See, that's pride. Pride says that I'm going to deal with this on my own and make sure I cover all of my bases. Faith says that I'm going to trust God that while I have my agenda in my head, the conversation is going to go how I, how the Lord wants it to go versus how I want it to go. And that way I don't have to worry about the anticipated response. Amen. Amen. So now let's talk about our last point, BCU family, and that is the inaction. And I have gotten this myself and (laughs) it's certainly not one of my favorites. Okay. It's not one of my favorites. And this is when you presented your case and it's a really good airtight, solid case to the person and you expect an immediate reaction, immediate restitution, Uh, maybe some tears of repentance, a look of sorrow, shock, like, oh my, my word, I I didn't know that I did that. An immediate apology, promises to do better, uh, any of those types of things. That's what we're looking for. And instead, we get a blank stare, a shrug, and okay, just no type of reaction whatsoever. The person walks away and we are fuming and upset. And that's where the replay begins. It begins. All right. So when people do not react in the way that we want them to, that's a form of pride. It is. And we've talked about pride a couple of times and I want to give you a scripture around that uh, because it's important for us to recognize that we think about pride as in, you know, we're proud of the school that we went to or proud of the car that we drive. Pride shows up in our everyday lives uh, disguised uh, as a lot of other things, and we need to uncover it for what it is. So in the book of First John uh, chapter 2, and I believe it is verse number 16, reminds us that all that's in the world is the lust of the eye the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And the pride of life, again, shows up in so many areas. And when we get upset, BCU family, because someone did not cry or that they didn't show any sort of remorse, that is control. We want to control that person. Um, 
Pride has a built-in replay that wants to govern, wants us to govern how people respond. And if they don't respond in a way that is, is favorable to us, then we get indignant, angry, and upset. And here is where, once again, we are not walking in the spirit, rather we're walking in the flesh about it. So while it's disappointing, I'll give you that, that a person shows no remorse, we were supposed to forgive them in the first place. The point of the conversation, once again, is to be able to reconcile what's happening, reconcile the uh, us, you know, as the two parties, uh, bring awareness to what the offense is, to foster understanding. That's what we're supposed to do rather than force the person to change their ways uh, and have them to do that immediately, like right in front of us or what have you. Um, our reaction to their inaction is really an indication of the intent of our hearts. And that's something that we need to deal with God on. Amen. Yeah. Amen. BCU family, I have got to tell you that the Lord has been dealing with me in these areas as of late and the testing has been intense. Yet I give God thanks and praise for it because he truly does mean it for my good as I continue to strive with his help to be more like him. That is indeed the goal. And I share all of this with you all to have you to pay close attention to the replays that go on in your mind because of the reactions of people. And we want to turn that inward first. We want to talk to the Lord about us first to be sure that there isn't fear, pride, or lack of trust in God's word and his plan in any of our hearts and minds because of that reaction. So let's talk to the Lord about us first before we go to the other person. Amen. Amen. So what's your reaction to what we talked about today? If you're not already here, please head on over to blendcouragesyou.com. There's a comment section that is just waiting for your reaction so that we can continue our conversation. Looking forward to that. Well, BCU family, this is Blend from blendcouragesyou.com getting ready to sign off. Thank you all so much for tuning in and Lord will until the next time we are together. May our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, give you peace and eliminate the replays in your heart and mind as you stay on the walk. <laughs>